Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. To our new listeners, welcome. To our old listeners, welcome back. Another episode of Magical Education awaits you. But first, we would like to say a few words. Nitwit, blubber, augment, tweak. Podcast nine and three quarters topic of the week is what are the scariest moments in the series? Hey there, listeners. I'm Jem. And I'm Ria, and welcome to our Halloween episode. Happy Halloween! Yay! Super excited. Halloween is getting off to a great start. Um, Thoughts and prayers to the Trump family. (laughs) 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 Just kidding! (laughs) Get fucked! (laughs) (laughs) Woo! That serotonin boost that I got from that news is indescribable. (laughs) If you're listening to this later, the news that Trump has gotten coronavirus has literally just landed. Hopefully by the time you're listening to this, he dies. So that's good. (laughs) (laughs) So we're mocking a dead man. Big, good energy to start the Halloween episode with. I love this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I had to. It's too funny. It's It's too too good. It's too good. And so far, like, absolutely no one that I've spoken to has been like, don't make light of this. This is serious. Don't wish for a man's death. No one has said that to me, which is good. I've got the right friends and family. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to at me for this, come at me. I honestly, I don't care. I think that all this higher ground stuff that people might be wanting to claim, like, look, no. Yeah. (laughs) No, honey. No. He's just, like, enabled the death of hundreds of thousands of people because of his own incompetence and his own blind arrogance to what is actually happening. And malevolence as well. Like, he he wants people to suffer and die. Like, let's not downplay the fact that he's evil. Yeah. So, fuck that noise. Yeah. It's... Anyway. If he dies of this, it's absolute justice. Um, anyway. (laughs) Welcome to our (laughs) Harry Potter episode. (laughs) Welcome, friends. (laughs) Um, today we're going to get a bit more spooky. Um, I mean, we already got pretty spooky with our last episode, but this is more like fun spooky. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about some of the scarier moments in the series, whether it's books or movies. I'll probably be myself leaning a bit more on the movies because Mm -hmm. the element of film, like with the music and the visuals and the score and all this sort of stuff, it creates, it creates fear, I think a little bit more successfully sometimes in novels. Yeah. You can come at me for that too. I don't really care. That's um, fine. No, <laughs> movies create like an overall atmosphere, whereas yeah. books are better at creating like the feelings that happen mm. inside of your own head and heart. That's my opinion. Like, obviously, yeah. movies make feelings as well, but <laughs> books are more direct. Only, <laughs> there's probably only a few of the scenarios I'm going to talk about that are inherently just in the books and inherently just my book interpretations, but most of these are going to be movie based. Yeah. Of just like um, moments that the series that are very scary and we're going to rank them and we're going to come up with what is the scariest moment. Absolutely. 
Mm-hmm, definitely. I think, yeah, we'll definitely touch on whether certain moments are scarier in the book or movie, and some of them, like, I lean strong one way or the other. Mm, yeah, mm. it'll be interesting. All right. So should we crack on in, or should we... Yeah, yeah, we should just go. Yeah, I I feel like we're going to land on the same moment for a lot of the a lot of these. Like mm. we're doing one for each story basically. So let's take turns going first cuz otherwise you'll say all the good scary moments and I'll be like, "Um, <laughs> my backup is." <laughs> yeah. All right. So for story number 1, Philosopher's Stone, you go first. Okay. I think the scariest moment in Philosopher's Stone is encountering Voldemort slash Quirrell feeding from the unicorn in the Forbidden Forest. Wow. Okay. This was my backup because I thought you were going to go with a different one, but I... Oh, this one is really scary, actually. Fun fact, when I was Mm. a child, I could not watch this scene. We had to fast forward it. Mm -hmm. I was so scared of watching it. Yeah, we had to fast forward this through the movie every single time we watched it. And also, like, this goes to show how often we watch this movie. <laughs> we just <laughs> watch it again lot. and again because we always <laughs> have to fast forward through this scene. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. It's The whole vibe is scary. What I think what scared me most about it as a child is the combination of John Williams' score, which is very frightening. Of course. But also the, the, the characters. The fact that Hagrid was nervous scared me mm-hmm. because he's, like, the guy that comes into the forest all the time. He's, like, you know competent and he's a professional he knows what he's doing and the fact that he's even nervous about this creature that's attacking unicorns Mm -hmm. i thought was very frightening it's a very scary setup of like the forbidden forest it's dark it's spooky we're not allowed to go there because it's full of monsters but we're forced to go there and we're separated from hagrid our protector and we're tiny little small children like it's it's a very scary setup especially for a kid's movie or a kid's book Mm mm-hmm like, mm-hmm. some of these moments later on are scary on a more adult level, but this is very much like a child, a child's fear. This is a nightmare. Yeah. I think I was also concerned that because Fang was there with them, and I, I didn't want anything to happen to Fang. Of course. <laughs> I was of course. Worried. Does the dog die.com. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, the whole scene where they're, they're approaching the sort of clearing, and there's Quirrell as Voldemort leaning down over the, the unicorn sucking its blood and it looks mm-hmm. up and you can't really see anything but you can see the the blood sort of dripping from its mouth and it's yeah. like shiny it's very disturbing i got very frightened of it and the fact that he like swoops away like he flies yeah. away it's the, it's haunting that's what i was about to say as well the way that it moves in the movie like the way yeah. that it swoops and stuff like it it doesn't look like a real person, so it looks no. much more like a monster, like a, a shadowy figure in the night, which is very, very spooky. Yeah, I, I agree. This is this is really scary. Mm. Yeah. The reason why I chose this as my main one is because I thought this was definitely going to be your moment. <laughs> um, I chose one that I thought would be your moment. My choice was... Uh... <laughs> We're second-guessing each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got so much doubt. Oh, God. <laughs> my choice was... Quirrell having Voldemort in the back of his head. Yeah, that was my secondary one as well. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. I think it's it's shocking and it's scary. It's spooky to look at. It's like ugh. it's like this, this big elongated head with Voldemort. He's like, see what I've become. Like mm-hmm. you know, spinning on the back of his head. It's very spooky. But I think there's sort of like a, a greater existential fear attached to it of just the knowledge that this whole time Quirrell has had this parasite living on the back of his head mm-hmm. for the entire school year that's and scary. no one has noticed that's frightening that's what scares me it's also it's very scary 
like as a child again both of us we watched the movies the first movie we watched before we read the books so this was the only one that we went into like unbiased clear fresh everything we were experiencing for the first time the only time we were innocent and youthful yes (laughs) you at the tender age of five i think and i would have been eight or nine (laughs) so the second movie came out 2002 right that was the year after I started kindergarten. I think so. The so. first movie came out like 2000 or something like that. I honestly, I don't remember seeing the first movie in cinemas. Yeah. I don't. So I was way too young. Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing it in cinemas, but I, yeah, I must have been around six or seven. So very young. <laughs> something very scary about that for me as a kid was the fact that the first movie and book is set up oh. to make you believe. Oh God. Sorry. Something just exploded on my desk. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> God, special effects. (laughs) The first movie and the first book is set up to make you believe that Snape is the bad guy. And then when you get there and it's Quirrell and you're like, oh my God, I I don't know what to believe or what to think now. Like, I'm I'm scared that this seemingly innocent person has had like this ultimate manifestation of evil living inside of him the whole time. And I had no idea. Mm -hmm. Like, that's something that I obviously could not have... Um, external vocalized as a child but like it scared me a lot that we found Quirrell there and then that he had Voldemort in his head it was just really frightening (laughs) yeah I think also credit to the actor who plays Quirrell the way he's like come here Potter and like is ordering him around and stuff like that and is being really forceful it was also quite frightening I was like (laughs) oh no (laughs) yeah (laughs) when when the teacher who never gets mad is suddenly mad (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. We've fucked up so much. (laughs) I don't know if this is sort of part of the scene as well, but the fact that Harry straight up murders him when he crumbles into (laughs) dust, also very frightening. Yes, And then he comes back as another spirit and, like, goes through Harry and seems to kill him, and it's like, ah, very frightening. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on. (laughs) Definitely, like, when he's grabbing at Harry and Harry grabs him and he starts, like, screaming and turning to dust. Like, oh, no. Like, what's happening? (laughs) <laughs> I'm frightened. It's a very intense scene. It is. Um, There's a lot happening. <laughs> Look, I when I'm trying to pick between these two scenes, I keep going back to the fact that even though I was scared of the Quirrell Voldemort scene with the Mirror of Error said, I could watch it. Mm-hmm. I, I could watch through the scene and I was excited and scared and, you know, nervous and all, this, all these emotions. But the scene in the Forbidden, Forbidden Hawk Forest haunted me so much that we had to fast forward it. Yeah. We couldn't, like, and that was for many years. It wasn't just when I was even very young. No, it wasn't. Like, this was an ongoing thing. <laughs> I remember vividly when our cousins and several other children came over for some reason. Probably our parents were throwing a party. And we were all, like, shunted off into a separate room to watch Harry Potter, of course. And like we got to the scene where we had to fast forward and I just went for the remote to fast forward it automatically. And our cousins had to be like, no, if if Jem is afraid, she can close her eyes and look away and the rest of us will watch the scene. And me being worried that that was going to give you nightmares, being in the room and having to hear the scene playing while we all watched it. I'm like, oh, older sister vibes is telling me this is not an okay thing to do. I think it did give me nightmares from memory. Probably. And I'm like, I don't want to give Jem nightmares when mom and dad are throwing a party. This is... It's stressful. But, like, that's one of my clearest memories of early Harry Potter is arguing with my cousins over whether we should not fast forward through this scene or not. 
Yeah, so I think my vote's going to have to go for the Forbidden Forest scene. Yeah, it's got to be. I do have one more honourable mention. I've got a couple of honourable mentions for these, because there's lots of good moments. I think when Harry is in the restricted section and he opens the book and in the movie a face comes out and screams, (laughs) very bad. Why was the movie like this? (laughs) Like, it just had so many really scary, like, screams and loud noises and jumps. Like, it didn't need to do this. It's like, it's a proper jump scare. In the book, it's just a loud noise, which, like, is is spooky. But I don't like the idea that I would open a book and then a face would come out. And the fact that it's not instantly there, like it, 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 it builds out and it's like, oh, like it's groaning, like it's in pain. Yeah. <laughs> and it screams. It's so frightening. Yeah. It's screaming God. like Harry's hurting it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no Very good. Upsetting. Bad. <laughs> yeah. God. The first movie's such a gift. I love it. Um, <laughs> Troll in the dungeon. <laughs> the delivery. Oh, amazing. <laughs> That's not... We're not doing best moments, though. That's not a scary moment. Although, Hermione being confronted by the troll, that's another scary moment. But it's exciting scary, not horror scary. Yeah, I I wasn't scared of that. I I, Honestly, I wasn't scared of it, never. Um, What scared me was the moment where... um, like Harry jumps up onto the club and then the the troll brings down the club because the first few times I watched it, I forgot that Harry clung onto the troll's head and I thought that the troll <laughs> just like basically slam dunked Harry to the ground and killed him instantly. <laughs> just <laughs> just absolutely annihilated that boy. <laughs> just fucking absolutely destroyed the boy who lived in one foul swoop. Yeah, no. The cutting of it was a bit awkward, so it always confused my brain when I was yeah. watching it. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, good. That's a great mental image. A retelling of the series where Harry gets, like, just destroyed by a troll's club in the first book. So funny. Oh, man. Um, okay. Chamber of Secrets. Yep, you're up Woo. first this time. Okay, so my top scariest scene is gonna be the spider's den. Really? Okay. Yes. Harry and Ron going into the spider's den and confronting Aragog. And it's spooky enough because there's spiders everywhere mm-hmm. and they're descending and Aragog's a big fuck off spider. But then of course it gets worse when Aragog's like, goodbye, friend of Hagrid. And they all just start trying to eat. Yeah. Harry and Ron. And then, of course, they get away, but then there's one left, and it's, like, got Ron. It's very upsetting. Uh I don't like spiders. Whenever I see a huge spider, in my brain, I just hear that voice. Goodbye, friend of (laughs) 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 Hagrid. And I'm like, are they coming? I've got to get out of here. It's good that it haunts you to this day. (laughs) Yeah. I don't like it. I definitely think that... This is a weird one for me, because the movie, like, when they're standing there and they're having the conversation with Aragog, and then Ron, like, the slow... Ron makes Harry, like, slowly look up and they're descending. That is awful. But I think, Mm. like, the drive with the car and then Ron getting grabbed and Harry using the spell, that was a bit goofy for me. It was a bit like it lightened the horror. How you're a monster! <laughs> it's awful. You hear the spider sounds, and it's got its pincers around Ron's necks, and, and you can see all its like gross little hairs and its shiny eyes, and it's going. I hate it. Yeah, I hate it so much. It's bad. Absolutely. It... <laughs> the worst part. Sorry, just to interrupt. The yeah, worst yeah. part of the entire segment is just a sound effect. It's when they're running towards the Ford Anglia, and you hear this, like, like it's like. 
sound, and it's just a spider running across the ground. Uh-huh. Like, that's how big the spider is. You can hear its footsteps running at that speed. Honestly, yeah. no way. If I had that, I'd kill myself. <laughs> like, I can't <laughs> deal with that noise. <laughs> In I real know, life. I know the exact sound effect you mean. Like, I can hear it in my head. Yeah. <laughs> They're too big. I I think, yeah, that might be a little bit scarier for me in the books. The whole, like, going into the forest, following the spiders, the spiders keep getting bigger. Like, it's all, it's more drawn out in the books of them, like, following mm-hmm. the trail. But also... Yeah. The moment of, like, we're having a cordial conversation with this giant spider and then suddenly it reveals the fact that being Hagrid's friends doesn't protect us and it's going to feed us to its children. Yeah. That just, I guess, hit harder for me in the books than it did in the movies. In the movies, it's a bit goofy because Ron's so scared and, like, Mm -hmm. it's a bit funny that he's like, Harry! (laughs) Ron's just me in the scene. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely devastated beyond, like, beyond component, beyond being composed. Just absolutely (laughs) horrified. Yeah. But, like, it's so scary as well to think, what if they had died and then Hagrid had eventually somehow gotten his name cleared and come home and realised that he got Harry and Ron killed? Like, that's that's awful to think about. It's fucked. Mm. Hagrid would never forgive himself. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> okay, I went with, as my worst moment, the basilisk chasing Harry through the tunnels. Okay. Like, specifically the moment where, like, the basilisk blinded and Harry is backed into a corner and it's just right. coming closer and closer and closer. Mm-hmm. Definitely yeah. much, much scarier in the movies than in the books. In the books, I don't think that even happens. No, it doesn't. No. Um, I vividly remember watching that scene for the first time on Oprah. This is a 2000s memory. Because <laughs> they had like a snippet of like the new Harry Potter movie coming out and it was just that moment where Daniel Radcliffe is backed up against the wall and he picks up the stone and throws it. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> I also remember you being very scared of the basilisk as a kid. because I re- Really? Yeah. I remember... Um... It might have been me, but I'm pretty sure it was you because you were like I four it years was younger. You. Because I remember Mum being worried I would be scared, but then she looked over at my face and I was delighted. <laughs> okay, so maybe it was me that was scared then. I think so. It might have been because what I remember is watching the special features for the Chamber of Secrets and yeah. finding out that Dobby wasn't real. <laughs> Very upsetting. But that Dobby was an orange ball on a stick and then trying to convince you, but I guess me, that the basilisk was also a ball on a stick and not not. real and trying to like (laughs) calm, I guess, myself that way. So I guess I was scared of the basilisk. Yeah, I guess you were. Yeah. Um, On our version of Chamber of Secrets, we had this special features thing too, where you could like navigate your way through Hogwarts grounds to try and find the Chamber of Secrets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And there was one ending, it was like a choose your own adventure with the remote, and there was one ending where if you just went straight into the mouth of Salazar Slytherin in the Chamber of Secrets, you just were confronted with the basilisk face, like, jumping out at you, and then you died. Yeah. <laughs> very good. That was, Yeah, that's also, like, a very spooky thing. <laughs> Oh, what a time. I still have that DVD. I should play that at some point. Uh, my honourable mention for this one is Her Skeleton Will Lie in the Chamber Forever. Oh, 
yeah. hearing that, realizing that it's about Ginny, that Ron's little sister is going to die, and that Harry and Ron are the only people who know what the monster is, and Gilderoy Lockhart is the only like adult that they can go to for help, that's an awful moment. Yeah, it was very scary. It hit different. Mm-hmm. And I think because of the way that the message was revealed too, like all the teachers, like they revealed that Ginny Weasley was the one that was taken. The teachers went away and Harry and Ron just see the message written on blood on the wall. Her skeleton will lie in the chamber forever. And Ron's mm-hmm. just like, oh my God, Ginny. Like, it's just yeah. very sad. Very, very scary. Mm-hmm. I was definitely yeah. thinking more of the book, like when they're hiding in the cupboard in oh, the teacher's God. room. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the fact that they have to hide there and be silent while Ron hears the news that his sister is effectively dead. Awful. Yeah. No good. Mm. I had, as as an honourable mention, just all the students being petrified. Yeah. That's scary. That scared me. The very premise of the book. (laughs) Yeah, just the fact that they, like, like picked up Colin Creeby and brought him into the the hospital wing and he was just frozen in pure terror. And like Mm -hmm. all the students that they found were frozen looking so shocked and scared or like flinching. Like that scared me because I don't like, I don't like, we've got that statue for me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Automatonophobia. Automatonophobia. I don't like things that look human, but they're not. And basically a petrified dummy looks like that. And it Mm -hmm. scared me because they're just frozen there and yeah. Yep. Haunting. Mannequins, statues, dolls, those sorts of things. Both of us have yeah. this phobia. <laughs> I started it and somehow gave it to you. Yeah, I somehow caught it <laughs> off you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a thing I didn't know could happen, but I guess it did. <laughs> Maybe I was just so scared that you just started to be like, this isn't scary. And then the more I told you about it, you're like, actually, this is frightening. <laughs> yeah, I vividly remember being like thinking it was very very funny that you were scared of statues and things and we have that iconic photo um of when we went to england and we found that like very scary looking statue and we forced you to go stand next to it and you are terrified (laughs) yeah i remember suggesting that and mum and dad going along with me yeah so like at some point i know (laughs) that's the moral of this story at some point like this was funny for me and then later i can remember being trapped in that ship with all the mannequins that the last one came to life and then going out and having a panic attack and crying because I was so yeah. terrified. So I definitely caught a phobia off you. Look, I'm not going to say you had it coming, but you had it coming. Look, justice. <laughs> I'll cop okay. to that. Like... <laughs> right, so Chamber of Secrets, what's the scariest moment? What are we voting for? Um... Between Aragog and Basilisk, I think it's got to be Aragog because it has the added weight of the arachnophobia behind it. Yeah. The Basilisk honestly did did not scare me one bit. I just loved the Basilisk. I'm like, oh, Mm. big snake looks fun. Like, (laughs) I was excited. (laughs) It's not scary for me now because I'm very into snakes, but I don't like spiders. So Mm. the spiders scene is still unpleasant, even though I'm not like terrified of it. Fun fact, they also, because Movie World Gold Coast in Australia used mm-hmm. to have, like, a Harry Potter section, they got, they removed that once, like, the Harry Potter world became a thing. Mm-hmm. But they had a giant, um, sort of remake of the Aragog's Nest set, and so they mm-hmm. had a huge Aragog, um, that was just chilling there. And when they got rid of the Harry Potter section, they put it in the Scooby-Doo Spooky Coaster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As just, like, you were just turning a corner rapidly and there's Aragog the Spider. So I always found that quite a frightening part of the roller coaster. Yes, it is. Because <laughs> everything else is 
not scary like that. <laughs> the rest of the Scooby Doo super co- su- the Scooby Doo spooky coaster is like Scooby Doo Scooby Doo level spooks. <laughs> like it's all bright colors and like a a, a scary mask or something. But suit like, of armor whispering and turning. Yeah, and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like an axe that swings at you, but like nowhere near to actually hitting you. And then there's a giant <laughs> spider that seems to be climbing out of the wall as if it's going to get you. <laughs> it's very frightening. So incongruent with the rest of the ride. <laughs> uh, that Gold Coast experience. <laughs> oh, this is very much a Memory Lane episode, listeners. I hope it's interesting for you. <laughs> Alright, so we've decided on the Spider Den and Aragog being a spooky moment for the Chamber of Secrets. Yep. Now let's move on to Prisoner of Azkaban. And you go first. Me go first again. Okay, so this one is a book moment for me because it mm-hmm. is in the movie, but it's not as scary in the movie. It's okay. the werewolf chasing Harry and Hermione. Not the transformation mm. scene, which I think is scarier in the movie, but specifically... Right. The second time around, when they go back in time and they're like, oh no, oh my god, the werewolf's coming and it's coming for us. And then they have mm-hmm. to run to Hagrid's hut, which is the only oh, place yeah. they know that's close by and safe. And they only, like, just make it. Yeah, oh, it's very frightening. So scary. And it's the fact that it's Lupin as well. And, like, if he gets them, like, again, it's like it's like Hagrid delivering Harry and Ron to Aragog all over again. Yeah, he'll never forgive himself. Yeah awful but like the very scary part of we got away from the werewolf fine the first time and then oh shit the werewolf we forgot oh no and then they have to run through the dark and they've got buckbeak with them and it's it's all very tense yeah i think that is actually scarier in the book because they get to hagrid's hut and like close the door just in time yeah and the werewolf like they hear it like moving around the hut and like scratching on some of the walls and sniffing and then eventually gets distracted and goes away Mm -hmm. it's very frightening yeah Whereas in the movie, like, when the werewolf's coming for them, it's got a little bit of slapstick to it. Like, them edging around the tree and the werewolf's behind them and Buckbeak comes up and saves them. And the the whole thing with the howling to attract the wolf, like, Mm. it's a bit goofier. In the book, it's just high stakes. It's just we're running through the night from a monster that will kill us if it gets us. Yeah. What's scary in the movie part is the moment where both Harry and Hermione just give up. <laughs> the werewolves about to strike them and they just sort of like yep. pull each other and go, all right, we're going to die. Yep. <laughs> Very scary. Yep, that is scary. <laughs> <laughs> There's another part where the music's really building and I think Hermione trips at, or maybe Harry trips over a root and like they mm-hmm. go and help each other and it's like, ah, run faster. <laughs> like the werewolf's coming, you little shits. Run. Yep. <laughs> like, Yeah. <laughs> very good yeah <laughs> all right uh my top moment is actually i guess it's a mix of book and movie it's the dementors on the train at the start of the movie that's oh, scary yeah. to me that's one of my honorable mentions that's that's really scary to me because the train so far has been safe it's been fun it's been the entry to the magical world it's been the time to share sweets and stuff like that mm-hmm. but now suddenly it's like everything goes cold the lights go out the train stops which is mm-hmm. like what and then they like the ice spreading across the um, the windshield and, and yep. going up the water bottle. It was a nice touch too. And Ron's hand just being frozen there. It was very good like effects in the movie. Mm-hmm. Just the whole fact that this Dementor comes onto the train and then like latches itself onto Harry because Harry is a vulnerable person and just sort of sucks all the memories. The lights are all out. Everyone's confused and screaming and mm-hmm. and really and no one knows what to do until Rena steps in and saves the day. It's yeah. it's very frightening. <laughs> it's frightening as well because you have no idea what's happening. In the yes. in the books, 
the Azkaban guards are mentioned. They're just called the guards, mm. though. Nobody ever says the word yes. Dementors up until this happens. And, like, all mm. you know about them is that they're terrifying. And when the train stops, you don't even know that it's the Azkaban guards. All you know is that something's gone wrong. And then a monster mm. comes into the room. And Harry is so affected by it that he passes out. And you're like, is he dying? Like, what's happening? Yeah. He's hearing screaming. Like, it's awful. Yeah, in the books, he's thinking back to the night his parents died. That's the first time he has any memories of that, which mm-hmm. is very frightening as well. I think in the movie as well, we don't know what the Dementors are before we see them on screen for the first time. And the way that they were CGI'd was beautiful. Oh, amazing. Like, the, wonderful. The cryptic-looking hand coming around the door, mm-hmm. very nice. And, like, the way the piano goes ding at that time. Very good. Um, yeah, that scares me as well. Like, not on, like, another level, on a more meta level, as, like, the Dementors... The first time we're introduced to them is in their pure essence as being an indiscriminate police force that will just absolutely harm people that are more vulnerable than mm-hmm. and it's it's very scary the fact that the, the dementors are just allowed to reign free and do what they want when they're monsters yeah <laughs> the fact that they are just these literal monsters that attack children and nobody seems to have a real problem with that aside from dumbledore like yeah like nobody likes the dementors but they're like you know ends justify the means sort of thing serious black is worse we have to protect the children by exposing them to these awful monsters yeah, yeah it's all very bad <laughs> that scene i find it very scary and very upsetting on a different level mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's uh what, have you got any more honorable mentions for the third um, movie? i've got a couple actually lupin's transformation in the movie is very scary zooming in on his eye his heartbeat thundering mm-hmm. The way that he screams, yeah. his body being contorted, all very bad. And the fact that, like, Sirius is trying to reason with him and you're like, oh no, oh no, what's happening? Your heart! Your heart's trying to live! live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, that softens the scene for me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, aww. <laughs> the, the wolf star in it is good. <laughs> um, for me, what's scary about the werewolf scene is um, not the transformation not, and not the chasing through the woods. That's scary. But the scariest part for me is when... Sirius starts to try and fend off Lupin in his dog form, and there's a moment where, basically, like Lupin just whacks Sirius out of the way, and you hear that awful little dog whine, mm-hmm. where you know the dog's injured, and you're like, oh god. Does the dog die? Not terrified. <laughs> I'm terrified that, one, Lupin's going to hurt Sirius and get upset, or that Lupin might kill Sirius, and that's awful, and that also... Like Lupin might kill Sirius and then hurt the ki- the kids. It's yeah. very <laughs> high stakes. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a stressful situation. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, other just quick moments, specifically from the movies. Uh, Trelawney's prediction when she grabs Harry and drones <laughs> in that awful voice. <laughs> oh no my god! Good. And uh, the clown Bogart. <laughs> Oh my god. What Awful. the fuck was that? That was close. If I didn't love clowns so much, that would have been my choice for the scariest moment. <laughs> yeah, that was... Was that poverty that yeah. she had this, the cobra snake rearing at her and she decided to turn it into a fucking clown jack-in-the-box? <laughs> what the fuck, poverty? But like, <laughs> That's scarier! <laughs> But, like, an awful clown jack-in-the-box. The The one that comes at you and its hands reach out as it looms over you. It's giant. It's awful. Awful. Like, a jack-in-the-box could have been funny, but that was not funny. (laughs) 
I would have turned into one of those, like, birds that, that like, Bob, like, you know, in the Simpsons episode yeah, yeah, where yeah. Homer gets the bird to do his job for him? Mm-hmm. One of those plastic things. Drinks. That would have been my thought. Yeah, from Megamind. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> I think that, like, uh, Poverty's real, like, funny moment is not the, f- the idea of the clown being funny, but the idea of scaring the fuck out of her classmates. That's what she <laughs> finds funny. She's like, oh, just make something that's creepy. <laughs> She's very funny. She's good. It's a prank. <laughs> I respect her for it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what are we voting as our top scary moment? Is it the uh, werewolf chase into Hagrid's hut or the Dementors on the train? Oh, it's a tough one for me because werewolf chase is like, like I said, it's being chased through the dark by a monster. Very scary. Mm. But it is exciting adrenaline scary whereas yours is mm. like the dawning horror of being confronted in a small space by an unknowable monster yeah and all your friends are there too and you're meant to be safe and it's like mm-hmm. yeah like with the werewolf situation they're out in the dark woods they know it's not safe they they're kind of ready for it mm-hmm. or something bad to happen this they're just going to school that's what scares me yeah the hogwarts express has always been safe before now and that yeah. sudden violation of what should be uh, happy normal place yeah 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 i think okay. tentors on the train is our clear winner all right so we're on to goblet of fire mm-hmm. and i get to go first so it's kind of an obvious one but my choice was obviously voldemort's resurrection and return yeah in the it's fucking terrifying mm-hmm. it's terrifying in the books when it's just there's the whole like it. Ha- the chapter is so quick. Yeah, it's called Fla- Flesh, Blood, and Bone, mm-hmm. where Harry is just suddenly Cedric is killed. Harry is pushed up against a gravestone and held in place by ropes that mm-hmm. hurt him. He's cut at like yep. they draw blood from him. It's put into a weird cauldron. There's a bone put into a cauldron, and then there's this awful baby brought out, thrown into a cauldron, and then. Voldemort's there and Harry's just screaming and it's yeah. just Lord Voldemort has returned. That's yeah. fucked. And the whole time, like, like, his head is, like, exploding with pain so much that he can't yeah. think. Like, he can't defend himself. He can't even recognise what's going on. Yeah, he can't think. He can only just scream and think, I want the baby to die. Please let the baby yeah. die. Let it die. Please like, let it drown. Just... That bargaining. Like, yeah. Oh, God. It's so frightening. Mm, I th- and the, the movie is also very frightening. I think the scarier part of the movie is when Voldemort is up. Like, when he's getting out of the cauldron and he opens his eyes for the first time, that's scary. But it's when all the Dementors come and it's the... the, His sudden screaming frantic energy. That's what's frightening. Mm. I think Harry being taken and the ritual of raising Voldemort is scarier in the books. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just Harry's pleading, let it drown, let the baby drown. Like, he knows something awful is happening and he's helpless. And yeah, he's so scared. And this is sort of like the first time we've seen that out of Harry. Like, Harry's gotten himself into danger before, but he's always been somewhat ready for it and somewhat, like, had the fight in him and been able to defend himself. But this time, he's held captive. There's nothing he can do. He's been brought to this point for this point Mm -hmm. and he hasn't even known it yet. It's very scary. And he's Um, so isolated. He's been alone before, but he's always been at Hogwarts or at home. Close enough to Dumbledore and his friends that he he knows he's got that safety net. Where is he? He has no idea where he is. He's kidnapped. He's alone with a Death Eater and the corpse of a friend. Like, Mm. it's awful. And I just, I remember reading this chapter and getting to that last line of the chapter, Lord Voldemort has risen again or had risen again. 
and those words hitting me in the gut and just this awful yeah. sinking dread of oh no oh no yeah yeah very very it's scary bad. Yeah, very scary. So an obvious choice, but I think a good choice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's the choice, but yeah. Um, my backup one is another one that's only scary in the books, not in the movies. I don't think it is in yeah. the movies. It's the first chapter of the book, mm-hmm. Frank the Muggle. Mm, oh, Frank. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically, like, obviously the entire time that he's outside of the door listening to the conversation, that's scary. But it's when Nagini comes through and hisses at Voldemort. And we know that Voldemort speaks parcel tongue, but Frank doesn't. So yeah. we know what's coming. And Voldemort's yeah. like, oh, Pettigrew, there's a muggle outside of the door listening to everything we say. That's such yeah. a terrifying moment. Yeah. Especially because this is the first time, except for the first chapter of the first book, which is um, Vernon Dursley and Dumbledore and blah, blah, blah. This is the first time we're not in Harry's POV. So we're not safe in the knowledge that we're in the main character. We're in mm. an ex- a, a, a disposable character. And he's yeah. much more helpless than Harry usually is. He can't run because he's got this terrible leg. He yeah. has no idea what's going on. He yeah. can't defend himself because he's a muggle and doesn't have any magic. Mm-hmm. He's completely alone. Nobody knows where he is. Nobody knows to come looking for him or help him. He's so isolated. Yeah. yeah. It's it's very scary. <laughs> it's very scary. And I think what else makes it scarier and sadder too is that we learn about Frank's history. We learn that he mm-hmm. was in probably World War Two, maybe World War One. Yeah. Yeah, he was in World War One. And then he came back from that and then everyone blamed him for the death of the riddle so he was socially ostracized mm-hmm. he was hunted by the police even though they couldn't convict him because there was no evidence yep. and he's just living alone by himself as like a sad old man who no one believes mm-hmm. and like it's just yeah oh spends all his time like caretaking this awful house that nobody cares about and being harassed by the teenagers in the village who think he's a murderer and who like to watch him struggle to chase them with his bad leg that he mm-hmm. got injured during the war. It's like yeah. fucking hell. And it's the fact yeah. that just, just we know what's coming. Like, we yeah. know that he's not getting out of this, effectively. Because we know who Voldemort is and who Wormtail is. And as soon as we realise that they're on the other side of the door and they're talking about all these things that are scary for us, the reader, to learn, but Frank doesn't understand... Like, he opens the door and he tries to lie and say, my wife's expecting me. Like, people will know if I go missing. And we know that's not true. And then Voldemort uses, he reads his mind and is like, no one's, no one's coming for you, Frank. No one knows where you are. And we're just like, oh, that's a very scary moment. And it's, I was saying earlier that like things get more adult scary as we go along. This is scary Mm. for a kid, but it's. It's not running through the dark from a monster. This is an adult kind of scary. Being trapped in a room with someone who has power over you. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I had some honourable mention as well. This is my backup. Uh, The Quidditch World Cup Mm -hmm. and how the Death Eaters just suddenly appeared and started using this spawning event to express their Nazism essentially Mm -hmm. and they got these vulnerable muggles and pulled them up in the air and and sort of twisted and contorted them and Mm -hmm. was setting things on fire and marching around that's scary to Mm -hmm. me it's just like suddenly chaos ensues and suddenly people showing their true colours and the the torturing torturing of innocent people who are probably going to have their minds wiped later on so that's like it's just very 
Wow, it, it, there was a lot of layers to it that I found very funny. Yeah, and there's a sexual element to it as well because there's the yes. the muggle woman who's wearing the nightdress with nothing underneath who gets flipped over and her genitals are exposed basically and she's trying to cover herself and the Death Eaters are just laughing. Like, yeah, she's wearing like embarrassing pantaloons or something like that yeah. and they're all like laughing at her. It's it's very gross. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, frightening. We've never experienced that kind of violence before in the series. Yeah. yeah, and the fact that all the kids are just like Arthur's just like very very intense he's like alright Fred and George you stay with Ginny you three you find a safe place like I've got to go deal with this mm-hmm. and, all, and like it's very intense yeah the fact that um, they're like the kids are sent off into the woods basically to hide like it would yeah. be different if Arthur stayed with them to protect them but like he's a ministry official and he has to go and deal with these people because he yeah. knows that most of the people at this event like are just going to panic and run around and he's mm. the one of one of the people who has to actually deal with it and he's probably also re- really worried about the muggles as of well of course yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so the kids are left alone and then they're immediately separated from fred and george like yeah very frightening mm. <laughs> something that was frightening as a child and even more frightening as an adult with the the growing of nazism and fascism again yeah um, yeah, the idea that suddenly a big public event can just become a huge rally and suddenly the chaos ensues and there's big stampedes of people running. I'm also scared of big crowds suddenly mm-hmm. panicking and running around because of everything that dad told us, <laughs> the, all the horror stories of people trying to escape fires mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in closed buildings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The idea of, <laughs> yeah, like as you, exactly as you just said, the idea of being at a massive sporting event or a massive crowd or something scary right now for other reasons. And then suddenly (laughs) there's an explosion or there's some sort of panic and getting, being unable to run with the crowd because I'm slow (laughs) and not good at running and like being trampled to death or trapped somewhere or like all of it is horrible. Yeah. Not good. It's a very scary thing. Um, My honourable mention was specifically in the movie The Maze. The Maze is scary in the books, but the way that it's done in the movie with the the fact that the maze is alive and trying to eat you and like this this weird moral choice thing where like Harry's like almost gonna let Cedric be fed to the maze and Cedric's screaming for help and Harry's like should I go for the cup like it's completely out of character for Harry but it's a very scary moment people change in the maze yeah (laughs) they basically just didn't want to like do special effects for a bunch of different creatures they made the maze like a psychological thriller yeah (laughs) basically even though it was like a gauntlet of you know riddles and monster fights and those sorts of things it's like no instead it's about confronting your inner maze (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was very good yeah but there's a reason why neither of us went for it for our main choice (laughs) because it's kind of a cop out all right, so what are we going with? Uh, you got to go with Lord Voldemort Rising. Like, mine's a good, yep. a solid second choice, but Frank the Muggle is nothing compared to the horror of Voldemort alive again. It's the turning yep. point for the entire series. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Order of the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So you go first. I go first. It's I've got a couple of honorable mentions for this one as well, but scariest moment: Nagini attacking Arthur. Oh my god, I forgot that happened in this book, yes. Oh, did you? I, I'm excited for what your choice is then, because <laughs> for me, nothing compares to this in this book. 
Wow, that is terrifying. Yeah, yeah, the fact that it's from the POV of Nagini as well, that you're in her mind as she finds yeah. Arthur and attacks him. And then it's not just the attack, it's H- Harry having to convince others that it happened. And then the mm. frantic minutes of, oh my God, is he going to live or is he going to die? We're so far away from the yeah. action, but we know it's happening it's so high stakes and then the slow horrible wait of the entire yeah. night before we can find out if he's really going to be okay and before we can go to him awful the sitting there in silence mm. oh yeah it's the whole yeah. thing is awful <laughs> yeah, yeah the whole thing is awful you're right i think you might be a winner here with with arthur's attack i can't believe i forgot about that mm. one um what I had for my first choice was Umbridge abusing Harry with the quill. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. Because that whole scene, and it's done, I think it's done a little bit, it's it's pretty much on par with the book and the movie, mm-hmm. I think. They're both done very sinisterly. Yeah. The whole thing of just Harry thinks he's going in for detention, this woman is very obtuse, this woman is manipulative, and just the fact that he's sort of cluing on to what's happening. She's not just a teacher that's, you know, disagrees with his thoughts. She's actually a very abusive and dangerous person Mm -hmm. that is going to use this time with him alone to just torture him because she can. And because she knows that if he tries to say anything, no one will believe him and think he's even crazier than he already is. Mm -hmm. It's terrifying. And it's, and the fact the wound keeps reopening and closing again and he has, and he knows that he has to come and do it again Mm -hmm. the next night. Yeah. And this goes on for weeks and he doesn't tell anyone. It's very frightening for me. And it's at first because eventually the scars become permanent. And also that's scary as well. The fact that someone's permanently scarring you and also that he's doing it to himself in a way. Awful. But at first these cuts open up in his hand and then they heal so, like, he has mm-hmm. to go in there, go through hours of torture, and then he has no physical marks to prove it. Yeah. And even if he did tell someone like McGonagall or Dumbledore, he already knows that they don't have the power to get rid of Umbridge. They, mm-hmm. There's no one who can protect him. He's on his own. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact as well that he, it's also him being targeted personally mm-hmm. like it, it's like there's some it's it's this is to push down harry and to make harry feel scared and afraid and less than mm-hmm. it's very ooh, it's deeply like personal it. and it's also deeply political as well because all of this is yeah. tied up in the fact that you know voldemort's back and no one believes him and the intense like everything that's going on i was about to say psychological attack that's happening to him but yeah in a way <laughs> yeah like everything that's happening in fifth book yeah very scary Mm. oh man but i think i'll go into my honorable mentions now but i think you've won yeah (laughs) um my honorable mention is the memory and time rooms in the books oh yeah yeah specifically with the the time room there's a part where the death eater that i don't know which death eater is he gets pushed into this glass Mm -hmm. uh ornament for lack of a better word it's basically an ornament where inside of it there's an egg and it opens up and there's a baby bird and the bird dies and it goes back into an egg again it's basically just a representation of time yeah life cycle. a time loop though, um, specifically a time a loop. loop yeah and this death eater gets pushed into it but just his head breaks through the glass mm-hmm. and then it shrinks down to a baby's head and he's blundering around with a baby's head that's wailing and crying mm-hmm. and i i hate that yeah <laughs> it's awful <laughs> 
what is that? Like, what is he? Is he think he's obviously thinking of like a baby because he has no control over his extremities. He doesn't know what's going on. He's confused. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's yeah. What happened to him? Thinking of like what happened inside of his mind from his perspective. Yeah. <laughs> awful. No awful. good. <laughs> And then, the, of course, the memory room with the brains, with the tentacles, and mm-hmm. then Ron, in his befuddled state, goes Accio brain, and it latches onto him and starts to try and like, like you know, grab him and like. Mm-hmm. I, I'm imagining like a face hugger with its like big tentacle that goes around yeah, and yeah, tries yeah. to like, you know, yeah. I don't like mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I had the fight in the min- in the ministry, but more generally, I thought the fact mm-hmm. that the kids are alone, that they get separated that like there's real adult death eaters who are coming after them and they don't have any like adult defense at first. Yeah. So they're just like six kids all on their own and then they get separated and lost in the rooms and they can't find their way out and like things keep getting more and more chaotic and Harry has no control of the situation and he's the one who led them there. And all of a yeah. sudden it's like Hermione's unconscious, um, Ginny's injured, Neville's lost his wand, Ron Ron is summoning the brains and Harry isn't quick enough to protect him. Like Yeah. It's very panicky. <laughs> yeah. And it's very how are we gonna get out of this? Even if we can, you know, get ourselves together and get out of the get out of this room, how do we get out of the ministry with our lives? Because we're trapped in yeah. here. It very much feels like some of them are going to die, if not all of them. Yeah. Like, it's very frightening. Yeah, I didn't think all of them were going to make it out of there until, oh, thank God, the Order of the Phoenix arrives. But, yeah. Yeah, here they are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <sighs> um, did you have any other honourable mentions? Yes. Um, when the centaurs drag away Umbridge, don't give a shit about that. But then Hermione fucks up and all of a sudden it seems like the centaurs are going to drag away Hermione as well. Oh, God. And yeah. Harry can't say anything to help because Hermione's already effectively stuck her foot in it. And there's an awful yeah. moment of, oh, no, oh, no, what do we do now? Yeah. And Hermione's just crying. Like, she's realised that she's fucking dug her own grave but she, she can't do anything. Yeah. She's just pleading with them. Like, Ooh. oh, God. Yeah, it's just a moment because she says something wrong, they get mad, you realise how bad this situation is, and then Grawp arrives and saves them. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, it's a split-second moment, but it's a very scary moment. Yeah, that scared me too. Yeah. I've got the Dementor attack at Privet Drive, mm-hmm. which, in researching for this episode, I saw a lot of people had listed one of the scariest moments in the movies. Oh, I didn't think it was that scary in the movie. I didn't think it was either. I thought no. the Dementors were much scarier in the third movie than in there, but I yeah. get it. Especially if you haven't read the books and you didn't know it was coming. There's a jump scare in the movie that would have scared a lot of people in, yeah. in that scene, so... Yeah, I thought it was scarier in the books. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's not too scary because... Dementors, like, by the time you get around to fifth book, Harry's competent at dealing with Dementors. He's got the Patronus charm. Like, you know that as soon as he basically gets a handle on this situation, he'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I thought Honourable Mention Voldemort possessing Harry. Oh, yeah. (laughs) is scary in the books and ludicrous in the movies. (laughs) (laughs) Like... I give my all to Daniel Radcliffe for acting the crap out of that scene, writhing on the floor, but, like, it was just stupid. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe writhing on the floor with weird eyeliner, and then the zooms into his mind where Ray finds is, like, against a weird cloudy background that's moving at yeah, high speed, green and poking on his tongue and going, there. Like, what is going on? <laughs> and holding his hands up at, like, a spooky angle, and he's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> like, <it's- laughs> God. 
I laugh every time. Yeah. And <laughs> Harry, like, struggling to get out the words, you'll never know love or oh, friendship. friendship. <laughs> and I feel sorry for you. Like, that was supposed to be, like, a devastating line, but it's like, this is just stupid. I just, I felt so embarrassed. I was like, oh. Yeah. I don't know. I think I could have but dealt with this better. <laughs> yeah. It's much scarier in the books when, like, oh. Harry's watching this fight yeah. between Dumbledore and Voldemort, and then suddenly he can't move, and he's in awful, awful pain, and he's screaming. But instead of screaming, Voldemort's words are coming out of his mouth, and he feels like there's a snake in his mind, and, like, yeah. that's scary. Yeah. It's hard to do that in a movie, I guess, though. It's hard to really sort of <laughs> encapsulate that moment in a, in a feature film. <laughs> yeah. I I think you could have done it better. Like, first yeah. of all, if Voldemort had had the red eyes, it would have been better, because you would have had Voldemort disappear, and then Dumbledore looking around for him, being like, be careful, Harry, and then Harry, like, Opens casting an awful spell at Dumbledore, and suddenly he's got the red eyes, and he's speaking... With Voldemort's voice. Yeah, that would have been more yeah. effective. They that could have would just have been given much him, scarier. They could have just given Harry the pale eyes, but then again, Daniel Radcliffe couldn't wear the contacts. CGI, it's only for one scene. <laughs> yeah, it's one scene. Yeah. yeah. Contacts for seven movies, obviously. Eight movies, but one scene. Just do the CGI eyes. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I got a better idea. Put uh, Ray Fiennes as Voldemort in Harry's clothes. <laughs> like the hoodie. <laughs> and he's just standing there like, hey, like doing all his big yeah. speech. But do the scene like, not... Not from Dumbledore's POV, but, like, you're watching this big fight between Dumbledore and Voldemort with Harry in the background, and then suddenly things swap around so that all of a sudden Dumbledore has to fight Harry. And yeah. he can't fight Harry, he of can't. course, because he can't kill mm. Harry, but Harry's going to fucking kill him because he's possessed by Voldemort, and Dumbledore's got to talk him down. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you do it. Don't hurt your friends, Katara! <laughs> <laughs> Once again, Avatar did it better. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, sixth movie. Wait, uh, we haven't decided. Choose, I think we haven't decided what's our top moment. Oh, haven't we? Right, right. I right, think it's sorry. gonna be Arthur's Arthur's attack. Yeah, it's gotta yeah. be Nagini Arthur. attacking Arthur, and like genuinely, Arthur was gonna die in that scene. I know. Like J.K. Rowling couldn't bring herself to do it, but he mm. was absolutely gonna die. So. Yeah, and then the fact that he lived meant that Sirius had to die, because obviously a father figure had to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, it's how it is. Yeah. Oh, God. All right, sixth movie. Um, oh, sixth, sorry. Half-Blood Prince. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my top moment is probably something that not many people will agree with, but my top oh, yeah. scariest moment is Hannah Abbott being told in her biology that her mom had just been found dead. Oh, yeah, in the books. It's not even in the movies. It's not in the movies at all. Um, mm. But this is sort of leaning into, like, a bigger theme of, like, the book where they just hear news about horrible things that were happening, people's bodies being found. There was one yeah. instance where a little boy was bitten by Fenrir Greyback, who was only five, and he died in mm-hmm. hospital later. All this yeah. sort of stuff. Um, that that moment when I read it in the book, it was so upsetting, and it still upsets me <laughs> when I think about yeah. it. Yeah. Just... You're at school, you're going to herbology class, you've probably done two hours of work, and then you're told that your mother's been found dead, and you think, my mum was dead on the floor and I was cutting roots. Like, you know, it, it just it's mm-hmm. awful. Like, And it's so, it's so incredibly believable, because it's not a big fight with a scary villain. It's, yeah. you're at school, and then someone you know, someone you've known for years upon years, is let out of the classroom and quietly told that their parent has died. Yeah. That's something that, like, it, it could have happened at any moment. Mm. Yeah. yeah. 
it's it's very devastating and it's scary in a like I said in a more adult kind of way. Yeah. So that's yeah. my top scene. How about Good you? choice. I went for a more classic the inferi in the lake at the that end was of the my movie. Backup. Yeah, very scary. Yeah, very scary. And I think like it's very scary in the movie the dead creatures coming out of the lake blah blah blah, but I always imagine it in the book Mm. in the book when Dumbledore seems to be dying and Harry is so frantic and like he just has that he realizes that I have to get the water out of the lake and he doesn't even hesitate he just runs to the lake and gets the water and already the thing has got him yeah and like he he can't even think to defend himself all he can think about is Dumbledore's dying and I've I've got to help him and yeah he's gonna get dragged into the water and he forgets to defend himself with the fire and yeah it's It's very scary the knowledge that Harry has that this was a trap, this was always how it was meant to be, that you're going to have to go to the lake and get the water, but he does yeah. it anyway. Like, he's walking into the trap because he has to save his, his father figure. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. yeah, that's true. The fact that Harry figures out that it's a trap, that I have to get the water out of the lake, and when I do, the monsters will come. Yeah. But he does it anyway. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> it's right. good. It's a good moment. <laughs> yeah. Um... Two honourable mentions, but one I'm just going to dismiss out of hand. Um, do you have any honourable mentions? <laughs> uh, Ramilda Vane spiking the fucking yep. uh, cauldron cakes. Yeah, the frightening. Mention is frightening. My one is from the movies The Corn yeah. Maze Chase in the sixth movie where the Dementors burned down the borough house. A lot of people oh, right. reference that as a very scary moment. <laughs> I just thought it was stupid. Because I hated I it. I fucking forgot. Um, yeah. But, like, apparently the way it was shot or something was very scary. <laughs> I, I respectfully disagree. Yeah. it's. <laughs> I guess it's scary if you haven't read the books and you don't know that this isn't a thing that happened and that Harry and Ginny are in absolutely no danger. No because danger this isn't real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but some people mention it. Whatever. I think it's stupid. My honourable mention scary moment is Ron getting poisoned. Again, much scarier in the books. In the movie, it's funny, because it's on this light-hearted scene, but yeah. Yeah. And especially especially because the chapter ends where Ron goes still and pale, and then that's how the chapter ends. Like, there's no Ron gets up again and is okay. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like, ah. (laughs) Yeah, no. Harry shoves the beezer into his mouth, and he stops twitching, but you don't you don't know that he's recovered. You just know that, like, something happened. Yeah. Mm. Very frightening. Very frightening. And it's frightening because it happens so suddenly and so unexpectedly in the middle of what is quite a funny series of events of Ron being dosed with this love potion and mm. obsessed with this girl he's never met and Harry being like, oh, I can leverage this to get close to Slughorn. Yeah. yeah. God, Harry's a great friend. I know. <laughs> <laughs> He is, though. He saves his life. Yeah, he literally (laughs) saves his life 30 seconds later, so it's hard to criticise. And also, like, I like to believe that Ron would have gone along with it. If Ron had been in his right mind, he would have been like, oh, yeah, Yeah, let's go to Slugborn. This is a good choice. Yeah. (laughs) All right. um, So what are we deciding as the scariest moment? Oh, I'm tempted to go in for in the leg, but honestly, I think it's Hannah Abbott. Yeah, I'm more scared of that. If I think of myself in this situation, like, what would I be more scared of? A bunch of dead things in a lake or finding out that my mother had died and there's, I don't know how long she's been dead and she was murdered horribly. Mm-hmm. I think the, the latter scares me more. Yeah, it's it's just so much more real. 
Yeah. I'm never going to be fighting a lake full of corpses. Like, that's just not going to happen. Yeah. But, like... And if, it, if I do, I'm dying quick. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gone. But, like, you know, being in the middle of an everyday task and then suddenly getting horrible, life-shattering news. Yeah. 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 All too real. Too, yeah. too real. Yeah, so that's, that's a top one there. Mm-hmm. And now we're on to Deathly Hallows, our last year. Yeah. Um, me first again? Yes. Yeah. Um, again, I went for a really, really classic Nagiti inside of Bethilda Bagshot. Yeah, good choice. My choice as well. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've got more honourable mentions, but like, that's the classic. A giant evil snake inside of a woman's corpse coming out of the mouth attacking Harry. Awful. Yeah. Sickening. The way and... it's described in the book is, is bad, and the way it's on the movie is also very frightening. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think movie is a little less frightening for me because it's like they go through the wall and they're in a baby's nursery and suddenly yeah. it's all bright colours and a little bit of slapstick as Harry's like throwing soft toys at this snake or something. <laughs> yeah. But God. in the book, the fact that like Harry's trying to talk to Bethilda and she's not really saying anything and she's just staring at him and then her mouth just opens and opens and opens and this snake comes out through the unhinged jaw and her empty skin collapses to the ground and it's like oh no oh no things have gone so bad yeah i don't like how in the movie we see from hermione's perspective and she opens the room to like all the rotting meat that's also frightening yeah (laughs) it's like ew (laughs) oh i can smell that it's bad in both yeah (laughs) god um, that was my top mention. My, my second backup was uh, Harry diving into the lake to get the Horcrux and it's it starts choking oh. him and he starts dying and then he doesn't know what's going on and he gets grabbed out by Ron. I guess the scene, it's scary, but it's not as scary because immediately you're like, Ron's back! And, you know, yeah. it's, it's that hopefulness that comes at the end of it. Mm-hmm. But, it's tense, yeah. but, like, the challenge of I have to swim to the bottom of this lake and get this sword... Like, it's a little bit more of the sort of classic Gryffindor dashing bravery sort of thing that, like, we're yeah. used to seeing Harry do. Like, I even when the Horcrux starts choking him, it's like, oh no, Harry's fucked this up, but I didn't think he was going to die. Yeah. I, I guess I'm more frightened by the movie version where it's, like, it's tightened around his throat and he's drowning and he's on the bottom of the ice and he's trying to break through. I hate things like that in movies. Oh. They make me so anxious. I get so scared. <laughs> yeah, being being underwater and unable to surface because of the ice, I hate it whenever that happens in any yeah. context. Awful. Yeah. I hate it so much. <laughs> so that that was my um my backup. Honestly, mm-hmm. I didn't I couldn't think of many other honorable mentions, which is surprising because this is the movie this is the sorry, the the book that has all the Battle of Hogwarts scenes, but I didn't find mm-hmm. those as scary as I found them sad or exciting. Because like yeah. all the Harry walking to his death and defeating Voldemort, that's just sad for me. I'm sad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's me bawling my eyes out, but I'm not scared. I'm like, yeah. I'm with Harry. I'm accepting his own death. Yeah. Yeah, not scary. Just so sad. So overwhelmingly sad. Yeah. Um, I had some honorable mentions. My my second choice was actually the moment right at the beginning at the wedding when the wedding's going oh, yeah. well, everything's good. And then the Patronus arrives. The Ministry mm. has fallen. Scrimgore is dead. They're coming. Oh my god. So scary. <laughs> yeah. Wow, Kingsley. <laughs> Way to drop a fucking bombshell. Like... I know. And they have, like, maybe five seconds and then the Death Eaters are there. And it's chaos. And, like, Harry, Ron, and Hermione have to find each other and escape, of course. But then 
you don't know who lived through that. If mm. anyone lived. For all we know, Ron's entire family is now dead. Yeah. And there's just... They can't go back. And they can't... The ministry has fallen. Like, effectively, Voldemort has taken over the wizarding world. Yeah. Yeah. Like, high stakes. Things have escalated. We're in We're in the end game now. Yeah. Very, very mm. good. Very dramatic. <laughs> yeah. Um, other honourable mentions, Battle of Hogwarts, just realising that people are dying, like, mm. it's more, it's more tragic, but, like, knowing that, like, this is it, my favourite characters are no longer safe, people that I love and have been invested in for years and years are now dying, Fred's gone, Lupin and Tonks are gone, who's next? Yeah. Yeah. That's scary. Um, the Seven Potter Plans being attacked by the Death Eaters while they're up in the air. Everyone's scattered. Everyone's lost. Hedwig dies. Yeah. Hagrid's unconscious. Yeah, that's scary. What scares me is when Harry and Hagrid are the first ones back, and they're meant to be like the fourth ones back or something like that. And it's like, yeah. oh no, oh yeah, yeah. oh no. Did yeah. people just die? Yeah. And then of course someone did die, and oh yeah, yeah. Um. Biggest honourable mention, I think, is Hermione being tortured by Bellatrix. Which oh my is god, yeah. Much, I keep forgetting much, about much... people being tortured. <laughs> yeah. So much scarier in the movies than the books. Because in the movies, you're seeing it happen. And in you're the hearing books, it. Yeah. yeah. In the books, it's happening off screen. You can hear Hermione screaming. But it's very much frantic panic kind of fear. It's, we've got to do something. We've got to get to her. Oh no, oh no. You're not, yeah. like, actually seeing Hermione being tortured. Yeah. And also mm. the fact that she was carved out with mud blood in her arm. Also not not fucking good. Like Yeah. Upsetting. Sickening. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, I remember the bottom going out of my stomach when I saw that. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Okay, so what are we deciding for the seventh one? I think my my, my money's on Bethel the Backshot Nagini skin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've said before that it's like one of the worst things that happens in the entire <laughs> series, and I stand by that. I stand idiot. by it. <laughs> Um, all right so now we've got seven moments let's try and narrow it down so we've got let's let's go through them all first yeah we've got the forbidden forest scene where krill's drinking unicorn's blood Mm -hmm. we've got the spider's den we've got Mm -hmm. the dementors in the train voldemort's return arthur being attacked by nagini hannah abbott finding out her mother's just died and Mm -hmm. bethil the backshot nagini scene i'm at at this moment i want to say one, two, three, rule those off because yeah. they're all they're all childhood nightmare type fears. Honestly, I agree. Yeah, where stuff gets really scary is from book four onwards. The stakes are so much higher. Yeah. Okay, so Voldemort's return, um, Arthur getting injured, uh, Hannah Abbott finding out her mother's just died, and of course the Nagini scene. So two of them involve Nagini, which is very yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> Nagini is very scary. Yeah. Let's ignore everything we learned about her after the series. Nagini is a very scary snake monster. <laughs> and let's ignore the fact that I love snakes and we both love snakes and like yeah. snakes are great. But yeah, Nagini is mm. a very scary snake. <laughs> yeah, she is. Um, I'm kind of torn here because... Hannah Abbott, like we said, it's so personal. And especially right now with everything that's going on, it's just, it's too real for me. So that's yeah. very scary. The two Nagini attacks are both very, very scary. I think the Arthur um, one's scarier for me, though, than the Bethilda Backshot yeah, one. We don't care about Bethilda Backshot, you yeah. know? There's, like, some gore and some body horror in the Bethilda one, which is no good. Mm. But for me, the scariest part of 
Arthur is Harry waking up and being like, oh no, I have to save him. And like yeah. having to call for help and having to wait. And yeah, yeah, it's the aftermath of the attack. Yeah. And seeing it from the snake's perspective too is also like that sense of guilt and horror of like, did I do this? Yeah, it's very frightening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fact that he blames himself and he thinks that he somehow was the one who attacked Arthur. Yeah. And honestly, I think that makes me put Arthur above Voldemort's return as well, as scarier. Because this is, like, Voldemort's return is something that is happening to Harry. That's frightening. Mm -hmm. But what is worse about the Arthur thing for me is that it's something that Harry is witnessing happening, but he thinks that he's done it himself. So it's like that insidious trauma where he thinks that he's the one that's evil and he's the one that's doing harm. But really, he's just a victim too. Um, Here's the thing, though. I'm leaning more towards Voldemort's resurrection because it's a bigger moment in the series. Mm -hmm. It has more weight than Arthur being attacked. Like, the stakes there are Arthur Weasley will die, which is tragic. But the stakes in the first one is that Harry will die and also the fate of the entire Wizarding World. Yeah, you've got a point. Yeah, and it's the fact that Harry's alone. We've just witnessed the first major death in the series, like, from Harry's POV. Mm -hmm. And... Like, Voldemort is involved. Earlier moments have been, like, a scary spider, a scary werewolf. Now yeah. it's Voldemort. Yeah. Um, and it's, like I said, it's the turning point in the series. It's where it turns from a children's magic series to a story about young adults fighting a war. Yeah. Okay, so we're putting Voldemort above Arthur. I can agree with that. Arthur's fear, like, the, the fear of Arthur's attack is more interpersonal and then the fear of like mm-hmm. Voldemort returning is a huge external fear yeah it's it's an apocalyptic type fear it's now the world is ending because now he's back okay so now we have mm. the apocalyptic fear of Voldemort returning and then Hannah Abbott's awful ground shattering world shattering news being delivered to her on yeah. the most normal day of her life so <laughs> what's worse I honestly can't pick I can't decide I'm really torn it's really hard and also as I said I'm extremely biased towards the Hannah Abbott moment right now as I believe we all are yeah it's just with everything that's going on it's too real to imagine that we might pick up the phone to awful awful news about people we love yeah that's what's making it hit harder for me um if we were doing this episode six months is not enough time a year ago (laughs) yeah I don't think it would hit me as hard yeah Honestly, this is controversial, but I think I'm going to vote that at Hannah Abbott's moment, because I'm putting myself in the in the position of Hannah, I think that's more terrifying to me than if I was in the position of Harry watching Voldemort return. Like, that's awful, watching Voldemort return as Harry. You're being used mm-hmm. to, like, cause this ritual. It's scarier to me, but I also have the knowledge that Harry gets out of that situation. Like, he, yeah. he escapes. But Hannah, she doesn't. She doesn't get out of that situation. Like, you know, her mum's mm-hmm. dead. And that, there's yeah. nothing that's going to change that. There's, it's the awful finality of it. There's no fight. There's no struggle. It's already been done. It's just... Mm-hmm. It's... Ugh. Yeah, it comes down to the reality of it for me. Like, horror movies are scary, but... Okay. My favourite horror movie of all time, and a movie that scared me very, very deeply, is Alien and the Aliens. Those movies. Yeah. They scare me a lot, but I'm not afraid that a real alien is going to kill me because I just don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> However, uh, another horror movie that scared me very, very much, um, 
and I, to avoid spoilers because I feel like it's less well known than Alien maybe and people might not have seen it is basically a movie where like a mother kills herself and then attacks the family and there's stuff going on you'll know what I'm talking about <laughs> but yeah, yeah that one scared me because in my head I'm like how would I feel if I woke up and like my mother was there in the room watching me and my mother was uh, crazy and attacking herself and my mother was going to kill me and I couldn't get away and yeah yeah, that's much more intimate for me because I can imagine it because it has real life stakes even mm. though in the movie like it's still a fantastical situation and even though our mother in real life that wouldn't happen <laughs> no of course not our mother's lovely and she would never hover over my bed and try and kill me <laughs> no but because she, she, it's different to an alien from outer space it's something great yeah. based on more grounded reality so yeah. you can picture I can, it. I can picture my mother attacking me much more clearly <laughs> than I can picture an alien from outer space somehow being in my bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I forget what point was I making. Oh, yeah, yeah. While if in real life I was in Harry's situation of being in the graveyard and like an awful villain being resurrected with my blood, I would be so terrified I don't think I would be able to think or speak or anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, that would be very, very scary. I just can't picture it in, like, the intimate, real-life way that I can picture what happened to Hannah Abbott. Yeah. And it's also, like, if if I picture myself in Harry's shoes for Voldemort's resurrection, my brain just goes instantly, like, I would simply die. Like, my brain's just like, <laughs> okay, like... I'm accepting the fact I'm gonna die now. I can be scared and I can be and I'm, it's it's afraid, but it's gonna be over soon. I'll be dead and then it's yeah. it's done and I don't need to be afraid anymore. But the thing happening to Anna, Hannah Abbott, if that happened to me, just the the fear of just I'd constantly life goes on. Yeah, I, the fear of going on after that, the fear of constantly thinking back to that moment and thinking like if I had have known something or if, if I had said something differently, it's. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the haunting factor for the rest of your life that you can never go past. You can never change that. You can never do anything. Yeah. yeah. What did I do that day? Reliving yeah. the entire day. I woke up in the morning. Was my mother already dead? I had breakfast. Was my mother being tortured? Yeah. I went to class. I was joking with my friends. I was having a really good day. I was laughing. Was my mother dead on the floor? Like, it's just... Uh, yeah. Mm. Awful. And it's also the fact that... Like, she's a school kid, and it happens pretty much in front of everyone. Yeah. That's so that no Oh, God. There's no escaping it. Oh, God. Yeah. There's no going away and quietly mourning and, like, being at peace. Yeah. Even if she does leave the school and spend some time with her family, she has to come back to school, and everyone knows what happened. Yeah. And everyone's going to try and talk to her about it on some level, even if it's just, you know, my condolences. Yeah. She has to deal with it from... Yeah, it's the living with it. And it happened at such a vulnerable age, too. She's, like, 15 or 16 years old. Like... Yeah. Shit like that stays with you forever when it happens at that age. Mm -hmm. Like... So, surprising turn of events. Uh, (laughs) I think we voted on our biggest fear for what the scariest moment in the series is. Yeah. It's one throwaway scene from Half-Blood Prince that doesn't make it into the movies and that probably most people who read the books Forgot like what happened yeah wouldn't even remember it unless they're reading it again unless they are like us and they reread the series pretty regularly mm. well <laughs> there you go mm. listeners uh 
<laughs> Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! We got, once again, we got too real! <laughs> Look, if you if you disagree with us and think that Voldemort's resurrection was scarier or Arthur's attack or Nagini was scarier... Look, I can I can see that. Like, it, it, this really comes down to a personal thing. That's what horror is about. It's about what scares you personally. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm glad that we had this discussion. I love talking about scary things when they're fictional, <laughs> not when they're mm-hmm. realities. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and truly, yeah. I think if we'd recorded this episode last year, I don't think we would have gone for the Hannah Abbott moment. We would have yeah. been like, scary, bad, but it's lo- stuff is too real in 2020. <laughs> it's too real. If we'd recorded this episode last year, we probably would have gone for Voldemort rising or Nagini attacking Arthur. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So um, Downer. Sorry. Yeah, big downer. <laughs> um, I've been Jem, and maybe sometimes I still fast forward through the Forbidden Forest scene in Philosopher's Stone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been Rhea and I caught my sister's phobia. That was a real thing that happened. (laughs) That was the scariest moment in my life. (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you want to support us or get in touch, the links to our social media and Patreon are in the show notes. Please feel free to send us so many messages that we go mad and run away to a hut on a rock in the middle of the sea just to avoid them. You'll hear from us again in two weeks' time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.